So in my uh, prayer request this morning, I was uh, thankful for all those who helped out. Uh, really appreciate um, the sermon that Brian Bragg preached last week. How many were really moved by that? That's kicked in the spiritual rear end, right? Or, uh, you know, punched in the spiritual gut. It was great. It was this your true, you know, Brian-esque style. But I was talking with Avery this morning. And Avery was telling me, man, my bald spot looks a lot better than your bald spot. She, did you see her? I mean, she couldn't get enough looking at me, man. Like, look at that guy. She's smiling at me. Just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Brian. You, you, you took advantage of an opportunity, man. So, and yes, I know I'm right. Hey, let's turn our Bibles to the book of Ephesians. We're going to start there in a little bit. And of course, you know that's in chapter 4. But uh, there's there's so many neat announcements and, and things that uh, uh, I want to share. And, uh, and there's some some uh, uh, words of encouragement up here for the McKinney's. So we're going to make sure we get that. And let's do that right now. How's that sound? So Brad and, and uh, Mo McKinney, uh, it is a sweet blessing to have you in the assembly with us today. Uh, you are in my prayers daily, but there's no substitute for the sweet fellowship together. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. All right. It's great to see you guys. It's great, great, great. So, Brian Bragg, thank you for your teaching, uh, service, and investment in the lives of others, especially family and church family, and I would add, especially after Bill was mean to you. So there you go. Let's give it up for Brian. Thank you so much for stepping up. It's great. Bill, thank you for serving and not giving up when challenges come up, like Bragg saying you have an ugly bald head. We are, no, I'm just kidding. So uh, so <laughs> we are so thankful for you and your investment in so many. Keep up the great work. Uh, thanks, Ken, for driving and helping Justine figure out what was wrong with the dishwasher since I was too busy uh, working uh, or and hunting uh, to look at it. So I think I know who that might be from. All right, uh, Tanya V, you know why, in, in quotation marks, I'm not sure what that means, but you know why. You are thoughtful and always a smile and a kind word. Let's get it up for Tanya Villegas. All right. Liberty and Allen, you're both a breath of fresh air on a fall morning. And I would agree with that. It's, it's awesome. I love you guys. You're great. So, oh, here's another one for Tanya Villegas. And there's even hearts on this one this time. Okay, thank you for being such a fun, all capitals, underlined, encouraging, generous soul. You are a blessing. There you go. Let's go for Tanya once again. All right, Brenda's going to have to wait. Brenda is not here, but she had a really sweet thing to say about us all last week, so that was awesome. Miss Compton, your message are awesome and encouraging. Ty, thank you, Ty. I appreciate that good word. Mr. Johnson, your message was awesome. Mr. Johnson, I like listening to you speak the word of God. Max and Ty. There you go. Let's go to Mr. Johnson. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a this is a brag threesome. I like you preaching the word of God, Mr. Mr. J. Braxton. There you go. All right, so so you don't feel left out. You, you're fully covered now. This is good. Any more? 
Those were good. Those are excellent. Okay. So let's do some announcements here real quick, if you don't mind. We got some singing to do also, too, in regards to some of the, the birthday folks today. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, October 30th, Sunday, October 30th. Next Sunday evening, we're not going to be meeting at the Compton's, folks. We're meeting down the road at the Alvador Christian Church. Uh, Kirk Parks and, and company are hosting the first in a long, long time, uh, Fifth Sunday Rally for any restoration churches in the valley. What's a restoration church? It's a Christian church or it's a church of Christ. And so we're going to be getting together out there at 6 o'clock. And uh, there's going to be lots of singing uh, together. It's not a big band. We're singing together and encouraging one another. I love that. And there's going to be a Lord's Supper meditation by the preacher from Alvador. And uh, there's going to be some good finger food refreshments. And uh, if you would so like to bring some finger food refreshments, your favorite kind for yourself and for others, that would be fantastic. Kind of like what we normally do. Kind of sounds like Kirk and Melissa want to do the same kind of thing out there. So that's exciting. So next Sunday night, not meeting at the Compton Homestead. We're going out to the Alvador Christian Church and meeting with the good folks out there and uh, getting to know them, getting to know us. And I don't know about you know of a guy named uh, Mike Thorne. He's been doing a lot of prayer requests and praises, and uh, he's one of the elders out there. He's a good guy and has uh, uh, worked with him before teaching hunter safety. And uh, also, too, his daughter was in my marketing class, and so uh, she uh, has sent some prayer requests. So good folks out there, so we need to encourage and support them. Pumpkin Spice Holiday Bazaar meeting today right afterwards. Ladies in that back room, or should say anybody who's going to be involved in doing that, helping out. I know some uh, of the young men, we're going to need your guns here uh, on Monday night, the 31st. Monday night, 31st. Got lots of big, big display stuff to, to put up this year. So uh, anyway, so the special men's meeting that Jeff called Last week, or was it the week before when I was still here and alive? So a special men's meeting downstairs uh, for all the men. Uh, next Sunday night, next Sunday night. Oh, yeah, next Sunday night, fifth Sunday rally. I already did that one. Family photos next week. Uh, the Hunters, we need your amazing photo unless we already got it. Uh, again, Avery told me that she really wants her photo up there with her mom and dad. She doesn't know what's going on. Anyway, uh, <laughs> there are others. If if your little ones were like little, 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 and now they're grown up like mine, you might want to get new photos. So I'm just saying there's lots of room for photos on there. And then, if there's no other announcements, I want to sing happy birthday to Holly, to Heidi, and Emma, and anybody else that has a birthday coming up this week. Anybody else got a birthday coming up this week? All right, I got some funny looks up there. Did I re read the wrong names? Holly Halstead, Heidi Johnson, and Emma Kirkpatrick. Wait, did I get it right? Okay, we got it right this week. Woohoo! Yeah! <laughs> All right, Holly, happy birthday. This is great. What a beautiful family you have. It's awesome that God created you so we could have such a beautiful family in the world. And you, young lady, scary. You're growing up. Are you driving yet? No? Well, you should be, right? How old are you? 
You're going to be 14? Oh, a couple more years left. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Well, now's a good time to start praying for mom and dad, and of course for you as well. So here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> All right. Now, I sound like I have COVID. I don't. It's all done. It's just, well, I don't know what it is. Yes? Just, just to clarify, tonight is in person at your house? Tonight, in person at my house, bugs are gone. They've been gone for about four days. Okay? Or at least that's what the quarantine says, but I've been really good. So I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the building and the smoke, or I don't know. But anyway, I've been doing pretty good. So there you go. Okay, thanks for that, that clarification. Okay, let's grab our Bibles, turn to the book of Ephesians in chapter 4, and your lesson plans if you have them. Um, and you know, I really appreciate, and again, I'm, I'm going to cut the joking around about Brian Bragg. I really appreciate uh, the preaching that you did, Brian. And the reason being is that, you know, oftentimes we need to get a wake-up call. And I, I think sometimes, because I so want people to be ready for whatever the future holds, I want to go lockstep in building piece by piece the mindset that's going to allow us to trust each other when, in fact, the world is absolutely falling apart. Uh, I remember vividly, and I've shared this before, and this is why I'm glad I've gone to Belarus and I've spent time with people like Liana Atushka. She came here with Yulia and she spoke uh, in regards to her work in Belarus. And many of you remember that. And uh, Sasha Chernitsky has been here uh, and been in fellowship with us here. And both of them said that when the, the, the communist revolution was going on and after uh, the Soviet Union had been established, it was really hard to trust people. But the church should be people that have such a strong bond and trust because of the fellowship that we share in Christ Jesus the Holy Spirit that Jeff was talking about this morning. You know, the Spirit of Christ Jesus, He dwells within us. That should unite us as one, just His very presence. But as was shared this morning, just the indwelling presence isn't enough. You need the Word of God so that the, the Spirit in us can convict us and grow us up. And so really appreciated the message this morning. It was very powerful. And you said you're going to continue a little bit more on that. I don't know, but that was a great that was a great sermon this morning. And so um, I don't need to really preach much today at all. Just listen to the sermon that he did. It was great. Uh, so what I want to do here is I want to uh, introduce by reading the scriptures, and then we're going to do the first two points really fast, and the last one is where I want to camp out. All right. So Ephesians chapter four, beginning there in verse one. Paul says, therefore, I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you, or I, I beg you uh, uh, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called, uh, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance uh, for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. There's one body and one spirit, just as you were also called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, 
one God and Father of all who is over all, through all, and in all. But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. And then again, take a look at Colossians, if you would, there in your note sheet. It says, Colossians chapter 3, there's a couple verses there I think that are really quite important. <coughs> Excuse me. Colossians chapter 3, verse 14 and 15. You know that this is a list of the glorious character qualities of the Spirit of God that's in us. And these character qualities we possess and are called to manifest. And so take a look at verse 14 and 15 of Colossians 3. He closes this beautiful list of, of Christ-like character with this. Beyond all these things, beyond all these beautiful, glorious characters of Christ, put on love, which is the perfect bond of unity, or the, the, the uniting bond of perfection. Love is that uniting bond of perfection. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. We're called to peace. We're called to peace in one body. We are all united as one. You know, the people uh, around the world who are in Christ, who have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit because they've been obedient to the gospel, they are one with us as well. You know, Jacob and I once again had sweet fellowship for about 20 minutes with Nicole and with Anne this morning. As we talked a little bit, we broke bread together. Uh, Nicole shared her concern for her fiance's family as she asked that we would pray. And I said we would do that. So Sasha's family, uh, his father's name is Nicole. Her mother's, his mother's name is Natasha. Well, of course, either Olga or Natasha or Ludmilla, something like that. But anyway, so, and then to pray also too for uh Nicole's family, which is in eastern Ukraine, where things are getting blown up. So really, it's sweet fellowship that we have together. And so I just pray that we would build that so that we can trust each other no matter what. You know, I have to be honest with you. There were, day, there were days in years past where you'd come in and you didn't know where who was going to be shooting at who about what. And that was a sad time. Uh, for the body of Christ here. And so uh, we remember that, don't we? It was it was tough to come and assemble. Uh, but you know, now, uh, you know, Jeff says, hey, we're having a men's meeting. We are? I had no clue. But no problem, because I trust Jeff implicitly with my, my life, you see. And so we've grown together. It's this beautiful relationship of trust now. And uh, it's awesome. I love it when Eric gets up, man. Man, that guy gets his preach on, and it's great. The ladies are doing all sorts of things behind the scenes. I don't have a clue what they're doing. In years past, there was a lady that was doing things behind the scene and praying that God would kill me. I didn't know that until later on, and two families in this audience right now told me that's what was going on, and they left that prayer meeting. That's just craziness, man. But you know what? I'm just so thankful for the family we have now. It's so sweet. It's absolutely amazing. People are invested in each other. Trust is being built. But I want to add one more thing to that this morning. How do we get that true abiding peace 
between us where we're, where we're comfortable. Not so much that we take each other for granted. We should never do that, but comfortable. Now let's take a look at 1 John. I was kind of leading up to introduce 1 John because we haven't really looked at this passage at all in regards to uh, unity in the spirit through the bond of peace, but I think this is going to be the, the clincher in regards to how it all works. First Peter, or excuse me, I'm sorry, first John or first John chapter one, verse five, six, and seven. Hey, preacher and lovely bride, come on in. It's great to see you this morning. And so first, first John chapter one, verse five, six, and seven. This is the message. There's only one. It's the gospel of Christ. It's the gospel of glory. This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, with God, and yet we walk in darkness, as, as Jeff again was preaching, great sermon this morning, we walk selfishly. We walk after our own desires, fleshly desires. That's walking in the darkness. In him there is no darkness. And if we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Notice practicing the truth, practicing Jesus who is true. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. Sweet, intimate, trusting fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son cleanses us uh, from all sin. Brethren, what a beautiful, beautiful passage. We're going to end on that and spend time there. So let's let's pray and get into it. Father, thank you for the time this morning. And just pray that we could quickly run through some, some words that have powerful meaning, but then we want to put a face on it. What does it look like in our lives as we live for you and not for ourselves? As we live for our family and not for ourselves, Father, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I want to just run right through point number one, review diligent, uh, word, the word diligent, preserve, and unity of the spirit. I'm going to go real fast because it's been a couple weeks. And I don't know about you, I'm going to be a really honest. I couldn't remember what I preached two weeks ago, and I'm not saying it was the COVID head. That's a cop-out, I think, sometimes. It's just I just don't remember. And I go, I got to go back and look at my notes. You know what's scary? You're going to laugh when I tell you this. I had my sermon written for last week and it was in my computer. So I go, man, I got to get up at four in the morning and I got to format my, my sermon. And I get in there and I plug it in and I go, well, there is my sermon right there. So it's like, wow, that's, I don't know what was going on last week, but we got it done and, and now I get to preach it. So really quickly, review. What's the word diligent mean? It means zealous, earnest, eager for a worthy cause or people. Zealous, eager, invested in a worthy cause or people. I'll tell you what, investing in each other. Well, you know what Jesus says. He who waters others waters himself. You know, when you when you love your wife, she loves you back. When you love your kids, they have a tendency to love you back. When you love others, they have a tendency, not everybody, but, but in the church mostly, they're going to be responsive. Man, I don't know about you, but if you haven't figured that one out yet, there's the blessing. 
The more you invest in each other, the more the blessings come back to you. I love it. So be diligent. How about persevere? We all know that one. It means to hold fast. It's called one of those white knuckle jobs. You ever been a roller coaster before that you didn't think was attached to the rails? Hey man, I went on a roller coaster back in Salt Lake City and I'm not going to say who built it, but you can kind of imagine who built it. Anyway, I thought it was a death trap. It was wooden and there was rails and the wheels were not attached to the rails. And so man, that thing was like going like this and I was thinking, man, woo, we're going to just take off and we're all going to die. That's called white knuckle, man. I was not letting go. Unless, of course, it went off the rails and then I go, free fall. But I was hanging on, man. There was no way I was going to let go of that thing. Scared spitless. I decided I'm never doing that again. I'm going to go on those rides where you're strapped in and it's all got claws holding on everything. And uh, you and you're locked in, man. So if that goes, the world goes. It's that, that, that's how locked in I want to be. Brethren, we need to be hanging on to the unity and to the fellowship that we have. Because as soon as you let go of the fellowship of Christ, guess who's waiting for you? And he's got fellowship for you, but it's not good fellowship. And he'll fellowship with you forever, but it's not good fellowship. So hang on to the good fellowship. Invest in that good fellowship. The unity of the Spirit to be united as one in mind and heart as you walk by faith, by the power of God that's in you. And that was the great sermon this morning. Man, I really want to encourage everybody. Go to the website and then listen to this morning's adult Bible class by Jeff. It was one of the best sermons I've heard about the working of the Holy Spirit and the power of God working in us and through us. You know, and I know sometimes we get so busy, we don't do that. I know that because that's kind of me. See, I'm just preaching to the choir. But if you really want to hear a great sermon about the true power and working of the Holy Spirit in your life that's going to bring us together, that was the one. And, and you know how God works our lessons. That's why I want to encourage you. Be here during adult Bible class. Because it seems like God works those lessons out so they just pair, pair right up together. It's like, I didn't know you were preaching on that. I thought you were preaching on faith. And here he comes out with this one on the Holy Spirit. And now we're going to go to Romans 8 today. See, and we just did Romans 8. So, now what does it mean, bond of peace? Bond of peace. When, what was your first experience with super glue? How many, do you, how many remember your first experience with superglue? It was a profound experience for me. It was like, man, I had to get it. It wouldn't come off, man. <laughs> it was just like, hey, how y'all doing? Hey, you want to shake hands? I mean, it was like, what in the world? I didn't think it would do what it did. Come to find out later on, they, they developed superglue for medics in the field so that they could wipe the blood off real quick, and go, put the super glue, and they glue the skin together, and it would stay together. Did you know that? I didn't know that, but my first experience was super glue. Now we're going to talk about the bond here. Going back to Ephesians, we're talking about the bond. All right? Gorilla glue is pretty cool too, by the way, if you want to talk about the, the bond. 
And so we're talking about this kind of bond that is can't be broken easily. Denotes union with and together by an intimate companionship and fellowship with common uniting principles. It's a bond that binds us together through sweet fellowship and uniting principles. You know, that's why it says in the scriptures, do not be unequally yoked. For what does the devil have in common with the Lord Jesus Christ? Amen? Now, what does light have in common with darkness? Nothing. You know, it's rather interesting. Darkness really doesn't exist. You're saying, yeah, it does. You ever been out in the woods before? <laughs> Clouds? No ambient nothing? You're out in the deep, dark woods, and there's pitch black clouds some of you ever been there before it's like there is no light there's no stars it's like you're bumbling around and you know i always carry th three headlamps and i always see you smiling you know why don't you okay because i was taught by a gentleman that that uh, one is none two is one and for me two is none so i carry three Plus, I also have a flashlight. I mean, I don't want the darkness in my life when I'm out in the woods because there's big old kitty cats out there and they're not pets. And they like to chew more on people than they do little niblets, okay? And so I have light. And so notice it's talking here, this beautiful, beautiful picture here of this companionship, but it's in the light of Christ, as we're going to find. That bond is the light of Christ. What's the light of Christ? What's the, what's the, the promise of the mystery? Or the mystery, which is the promise. What is it, Jeff? It's the indwelling spirit of Christ. If you have the spirit of Christ, we're united. But... Is it possible to have the spirit of Christ but not have the mind of Christ because you have not embraced? You have not embraced the worthy walk? And what does Ephesians 4 say? It says, walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have called. With all, what? Gentleness, humil humility, gentleness, patience forbearance, tolerating, tolerating one another in love. Those are character qualities, principles that will drive us to stay together. Man, I don't know about you, if there's somebody here that does something that just drives you crazy. This, when you get this number of people, there's probably somebody here that just drives you crazy. I don't know who that is. Well, people knock over pictures. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, Logan, that was my fault, man. I stole the little stand. So that's my fault, not yours. Forgive me for that mean, cruel joke. All right, moving on. Now he can't tolerate me. Okay, so we got we to gotta work on this peace thing, man. So my point is, it is the principle that the Holy Spirit causes us to live that allows us to live in peace. 
There are things I do that drive people crazy. I know it's true. There are some folks in here that go, man, you look like your brother when you said it that way. Right? And I don't know if that drives you crazy, but it drives me crazy when someone says that. So don't ever say it again. Anyway, my point is, there's stuff that we do that drives people crazy. But, but love and the, the bond of peace that comes with truly loving each other is going to keep us together. So if you don't know that you have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, and if you don't know that everything that you need for life and godliness is found in the true word, like what does gentleness really look like? It's not what you think, unless you remember what I preached on in regards to gentleness. Gentleness is not the human gentleness we're talking about. It's the gentleness of Christ. It's a different kind of gentleness. But that gentleness will keep you together. Whereas human gentleness will be, man, I'm done. I'm done. But the gentleness of Christ will keep us together. So brethren, this bond is unbreakable in Christ. So if Christ is in you and you're embracing these principles of humility, of gentleness, of patience, of tolerance, of love, of understanding the Spirit's power to unite us. You're going to trust each other when you can't trust anyone else. I, I'm not going to bring up all the stuff that was shared with me by Sasha and Liana. Many of you know that Liana was put in jail for 30 days just for doing good things for young women to help them become more confident to develop business models. Why? Because that goes against what the powers that be want. Well, I don't know about you, but you don't know who to trust now, right? Who, who ratted me out? See, the reality is, is if we're one family, we're going to protect each other. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, Circle the wagons. We're going to draw close in. We're going to make sure everybody's taken care of. That's what the spirit of Christ is all about. Working in us. Amen. Well, then this piece here. I love this. I, I found this definition. I'd never seen it before. Maybe I wasn't digging enough. But all peace in this world is based upon a heart knowing that God has secured your salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. You know, human peace is temporary. I'm only at peace with you when you agree with me. But as soon as you don't agree with me, eh, sorry, it's done. That's human peace. We're not talking about that. We're not talking at the human level, the fleshly level. We're talking about the spiritual level. If the spirit of Christ is in you and the spirit of Christ is in me because we obeyed the gospel, by confessing Jesus as Lord, receiving him by obeying the gospel, by being crucified, buried, and raised in the waters of immersion to walk in the newness of life because our sins were forgiven there and the Holy Spirit filled us at that point. Then, then you can begin to walk in the newness of life. And as we embrace that, we draw close. We take care of each other. 
I hope you continue to feel the love from people from this congregation. You know, when you had a great need, we were praying every day and investing everything we could to help. That's what this is about. That's what this is about, this family. So who's the next family that's going to have us need to rally to them? We don't know. But we do know that that's what we're called to do in Christ Jesus. Here's the definition. This piece, this word is a concept distinctly peculiar to Christianity. It has nothing to do with the world. It's the tranquil state of a soul assured of salvation through Christ's sacrifice. And so, fearing nothing from God, knowing that whatever comes our way, God has allowed and we can endure it through his power with a contentment that this is my lot in life granted to me by God. That's a pretty heavy-duty piece. Because when bad things happen to good people, what is and they're not in Christ, what happens to their peace? You tell me. Good people are not in Christ, bad things happen to them, things that are in not just, not right. What usually happens? Where's the peace go? <laughs> Out the window. Where does bitterness go? Right in the heart. Right? And then there's no peace because the churning inside. Do you see how this peace that we're talking about is not of the world? It's a peace that you are fully assured that your salvation is secure. Not because you've worked hard, but because Jesus Christ accomplished everything that you needed on the cross and is willing to give it to those who will humble themselves and receive it and live it. Now let's close with point number three. Let's turn to 1 John. 1 John and chapter, uh, chapter 1. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, 6, and 7. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5, 6, and 7. <coughs> Excuse me. This is the message, the gospel message we've heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Question. Have you ever heard the statement that you are in Christ and Christ is in you? Have you ever heard that statement? Just go to Ephesians chapter 1. Go to Ephesians chapter 1. I believe it's eight times. In him, in him, in him, in him, in him, in him, in him. I think I got them all. In him. I'll throw that in one just for extra measure. In him. You are in him if you are a Christian. And he is in you if you are a Christian. Now let me read that again. This is the message we've heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. So you know those preachers that say, oh, we're just a bunch of dirtbag sinners saved by grace. That's a lie, that's a lie, that's a lie. In him there is no darkness. Are you in him? Are you in him? Are you in him? Yes, we're in him if we're Christians. The light 
of God's glory fills your soul. What does the light of God's glory look like? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. Oh, and Colossians adds humility, long-suffering, forbearance, and peace. Now, all those are in you right now. You just need to know what they look like. Do you know why I read my Bible every day? Brian, so I can see just how beautiful I am in Christ Jesus. But I know that's why you read your Bible too. It has nothing to do with baldness. It has to do with Christ's character fully in our bodies. We just need to know what it looks like. And then we can practice it. Take a look here, verse 6. If we say that we have fellowship with him and we still walk in the darkness, the opposite of love is hate and bitterness. The opposite of gentleness is anger and being uh, cruel and coarse and harsh. If we say we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie. We do not and do not practice the truth. Remember what Jesus said? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And who's in you right now, by the way? If you're a Christian, who's in you right now? Come on, you can say it. Christ is in you right now. And Jesus is the truth. We're going to practice Jesus. You're saying, that sounds kind of weird. It's not. It's actually true. We're going to practice patience because he's perfectly patient. We're going to practice God's gentleness because he practiced God's gentleness. We're going to practice God's tolerance because he puts up with you and he puts up with me still. And we're, we're still working on some stuff. Amen? Anybody achieve perfection, perfect, holy behavior every moment of every minute? Because if you are, I'm stepping down and you're stepping in the pulpit and you're going to tell us how you do it. Okay? I'm more willing to come on up. I'm going to sit there and I'm take lots of notes. The point is, is what I'm trying to do is you need to look at those character qualities because that is who is in you. Why read your Bible every day? Because I have to. No, you don't. You don't have to read your Bible. You don't have to listen to your wife. You don't got to feed your dog. But if you don't, I'll tell you what, life's going to be miserable. That dog's going to be eating on something sooner or later. It's going to be your leg. And your wife is going to be chewing your ear. That's just how that works, see? And so it's important for you to understand that you need to feed the soul with the word of God so the spirit of God can be manifested in you. You'll get convicted of that old stinking rotten woman or man that used to be. Get that character out of there. Because you are filled with the Holy Spirit. You're filled with the Spirit of Christ. That's who you are. Christian, Christ one. Fellowship with him is to walk with him. Remember Noah? Remember Noah? Why get? Why did God pick Noah and nobody else? Because he walked with God. What are we supposed to do? Walk in the Spirit. Walk as he walked. That's what this is about. You want to have trust? Man, I'm telling you what, if Jesus walked in here, and I knew he was Jesus. I am Jesus, really? <laughs> yeah, I knew he was Jesus. Man, I would trust that guy. How do I know that? Because you look at the Gospels. 
Thousands followed him. In fact, they were so crowded in houses where he lived, they were stepping on each other. How many of you have heard that, read that scripture? They were so packed, they were stepping on each other. Hey, look, come on, we can share this space together. I know it's kind of weird, but we can. I want to listen to him too. They trusted him. We need to trust each other. I get choked up when I read that about that centurion and his, his 16 men that were crucifying Jesus. And at the very end, surely he was the son of God. He trusted Jesus with his life because he knew he, if he was told on, if he was told on, he was knocked out, he was going to get killed because there's only one God in Rome and that's the emperor. But what did he just say? Surely he is God's son. And everybody knew that Jesus was not Nero's or whoever else's was, Tiberius, I think that's what it was at the time, his son. That guy was going against the state religion. He trusted Jesus. And he only got to spend a few hours with him. See, that's the kind of trust we need to have in each other. So if we walk like Jesus, why read the scriptures? <laughs> to develop the character of Christ so that you can be implicitly, explicitly, and in every way trusted by others. Critical. Critical. Do you have to read the word of God? No. Do you want to see what Jesus looks like in the flesh? Yes. Do you want to act like that? Sure hope so. Because then people are going to trust you because they're going to know who you are. Today or yesterday, today and tomorrow, you'll be the same. There's, there's trust. Remember the three parts of trust? Character. Character is the first one. Competency, living it out consistently and correctly. Uh, and the last word I should have used it is consistent over and over and over again. There's power there. Well, brethren, I don't have time to read Romans in chapter 8, but I do want to read one little passage of scripture there in Romans. I'm not going to read the whole part, just one. So Romans chapter 8, please. Romans 8. You know, and there's so many great verses here in Romans in chapter 8, but there's one that I want you to take a look at. Romans 8. Verse 12 and 13. So then, brethren, you are, you, we are, so then, brethren, we are under obligation not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For you, if you live according to the flesh, you must die. But if by the Spirit you are putting to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Now, if you're listening to Jeff Drillinger this morning, awesome. He made a statement that was like, whoa. I really, how many of you get mad at Jeff when he says, well, I'm just a simple country bumpkin. And I, I'm not sure if I know. I'm not sure. How many get mad at him when he does that? Come on, raise your hand. Help me out here, man. I'm telling you what. He says, he says everything in so common plain English. You go, oh my. I've never understood that and it's like in one little sentence it's like <laughs> pile drive or pile driven or however you want to say it okay he made a statement he says 
You want to get rid of that nasty old vile junk in your life? You know how you do it? Is you determine you're going to do the things that are Jesus. And if you practice the truth, if you practice Jesus, what don't you have time for? That vile stuff. Practice Jesus. Practice patience. Practice gentleness. Practice kindness. Practice, practice, practice. You're not going to have time to do that stuff. He, and I love this one. Well, if you're kind, how can you be critical? Okay, this is Jeff. If you're kind, now notice, this is your character. If you're kind, how can you be critical? And I'm going, yeah, yeah, that's right. So you got to listen to his lessons. It's a lot better than mine. <laughs> it's great. Powerful. I don't know about you, but I want relationships that are sweet. I want relationships that are mature. Relationships where there's real trust. That's what I desire. And most people do, honestly. They just don't have a clue on how to get it. You know, all these the crazy nonsense in the world. It's all these man-made ideas on how to have the utopian life. And guess what? They all end up in death. There's only one way. Amen? There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father. No one is richly blessed in this life unless it's through me. Amen? I don't know about you, but I, I want peace in my life. But even more than that, through that peace that I have in Christ, I can share that with others and we can grow our relationship and walk in the light. And then we have fellowship with one another. Sweet fellowship that can't be broken no matter what comes. Let's pray. Father, help us to remember that it's, it's understanding that we are in the light and we're called to walk in the light, just as your son Jesus Christ is in the light and lives that holy, blameless life. He did when he was in the flesh, and he still does it now, and he's living inside of us. Father, help us to realize what this actually means so that we, as we put on the character of Christ, as we put on his glory, as we have it in our wardrobe we just need to put it on that people would begin to trust us as we are consistently loving, patient, kind, gentle, faithful, self-controlled. Father, we ask this in your son's name, Jesus. Amen. All right. What did Jesus say to do? He said to go. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited. Go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Get all excited, go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is king. Jesus Christ is still the king of kings, king of kings. All right, let's go do it. Oh, man, men downstairs, ladies upstairs, unless you're working pumpkin spice like me. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org 
or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.